boss monster, Guild Wars, Dungeons 3, and Greg Giddens from This Is Xbox. This is staying in. It's, it's a um, coffee maker. Oh. Who's Egbert? What's the one that we got? It's like some rainforest. I think um, I think it's called Own Brand. <laughs> I love that the cheapest stuff tastes just as good as some of the more oh, expensive yeah. brands. No, well, actually, stuff. I think you'll find we buy a fair trade oh, well, coffee. I, I, I never meant to be there. Uh, Assume. Um, but oh, the, the coconut milk. Coconut. <laughs> Coconut, the coconut milk. milk. Coconut. That's difficult. Coconut milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tastes good. Thanks. Yeah. Mm. The vanilla does as well. That's what happens when you come to our home. You get three types of milk. Three types of milk. Yeah. None of them any good. Um, the um, the reason that obviously we're having so many coffees and teas uh, is because we're recording. This is probably the latest recording we've done as a podcast. <laughs> it is twenty to ten. Yeah, we've started. Yeah, and and we're doing it because. I'm doing it late because um, we've got to do one for because this is being recorded before New Year's Eve, but it's going out on New Year's Day. So right. let's not do any of the like temporal distortion. Oh, but we're really no, I don't mind. I, I can we can still think about New Year's without having been through it yet because who really knows what's happened? Yeah, I mean, even on just if it was the thirty first, yeah, we wouldn't know what was happening. Two either. things have dawned on me. Right, first. Do you have this peculiar milk with your cereals, or do you just not eat cereals? Yeah, we have this peculiar yeah, we milk. Have, yeah, we have it with But you cereal. choose different milks depending on which one you want. Really? So yeah, we... that actually is a really weird sentence. I've, now that I've heard <laughs> it out loud. Well, there's loads of different types. So I would have a unsweetened almond milk or soya for cooking, which has the most basic taste, so no sweetener or anything. Uh, then I'd have a sweetened, either maybe vanilla with cereal or coffee. Right. And then coconut. Coconut tastes weird with tea. It's all right with coffee, but it's a bit odd with tea. What's it like with cocoa pops? Coconut and cocoa pops. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It's just an extra sweet. I have the coconut milk when I've come back from the gym. With banana. With banana Nesquik. (laughs) (laughs) No, not Nesquik. I'm not allowed Nesquik, are we? Banana of own brand. brand. Uh, Yeah, so we have that as well. So yeah, you choose different different ones and we don't have cow milk or anything like that no no you just have I haven't tried cashew yet hazelnut's supposed to be nice cashew milk there's cashew milk there's it kind of screwed if you're allergic to nuts but (laughs) there's chocolate milk as well chocolate milk wait what there's strawberry one oh yeah but but they're like soya milk with strawberry okay but they don't do a banana one do they they don't research and that's my favourite god knows why it's the worst of the milks of the milkshakes Banana, banana, banana oh, strawberry, no. and chocolate. Which would you have? Out of the three, yeah. yes, it is the worst. But I'm sure there are worse. <laughs> That's milkshakes. what I mean. Well, yeah, if you put snot in it, I'm sure. Oh, it well, be uh, like yeah. The oh, worst okay. Flavor, hold on. So, hold out on. of the classic three, right? Chocolate is obviously the best milkshake. Yes, I agree. And then strawberry, and then banana. Right? Would you call oh. them the classic three? Oh yeah, they're, they're in most. Another one, vanilla. Yeah. Is what are you do? Where okay. is vanilla in this list? <sighs> okay, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and banana. They are the classic. No, no, no. Chocolate, what? strawberry. No, sorry. The I mean, order. What's the order? I'm just order? saying that that's that <laughs> okay, okay. the... Oh, oh, right. But what is the order of those four? Chocolate first. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Then vanilla. 
No. Oh, oh there's okay. strawberry and vanilla? Well, now there's... Strawberry. Now banana the is, is definitely at the bottom, whatever the flavour, the banana. I kind of feel like banana's getting a bad rap in. I think vanilla might be the bottom for me. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I oh, think nice. banana might just take the... To be fair, banana on its own is fine. If I didn't yeah. have a choice and I had to drink banana, I wouldn't be upset about it. But... <laughs> In this dystopian future, <laughs> I'm oh no, I do want banana. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, it depends on how bad the milkshake is. And when I say this, I mean I've had a very sort of upper class, only made with proper fruits, strawberry milkshake, and it was horrible because yeah. it was just some blended strawberry and some milk. Mm. And I was like, that is pure no crap milkshake, of course, but it didn't taste how I was kind of expecting, no. which is a proper thick fake strawberry milk that's why the best one's the best. banana because when you when you mix banana with milk you get a really good banana milkshake and when you have fake ass banana powder mm. with with milk it tastes like banana milk but you had yes i suppose yeah, but you did quite like nesco which wasn't proper banana was it not proper banana, no, not proper banana. Um, and yet chocolate they don't do they grind it i suppose it depends on the milkshake place some places just yeah, grind some it of the chocolate you want. ones are terrible but that was one of the one, one of the things the milk thing uh, was one of our things that we decided in 2017 that we were going to like cut out. We decided to do like ethical eating stuff. <laughs> so we have like we don't have cow's milk or something like that because of various boring reasons. Um, and um, what was the easiest thing to change? It was one of the easiest things to to like lower carbon footprint and all that sort of stuff and and to eat more ethically and do There's all also that. Also, a lot of choice as you can tell. Yeah. The only thing it's not so good for is this cookie. If I accidentally use a sweet one, it mm. ruins. But ruins. what? Right. <laughs> but what? So, like, what do you think you'll do? I mean, we did that. Mm. What do you think you'll do as an individual in 2018? Like, as a, like, what do you think you'll try and change? Oh, as an, hmm. I don't know. Actually, I haven't thought too much about it. Have you had a think? Have you had a thought about this, Greg? What ethically might I do? Or just no, just like, just like, just like yeah, resolution-wise, really. I'm, and if you make a resolution joke, I'm gonna uh, go oh, no, absolutely I, mad. I, I, I wasn't going to, but now that's but all now I can he'll by <laughs> yeah. right the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'd have to go with something very cliche, yeah. uh, which would be like a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something I've been meaning to do for a few years now. <laughs> it's tricky. It's, it's something everybody does. Oh yeah, and it, I think everyone thinks about it after Christmas because everyone has a lot of mm. food and then thinks, "Oh my god, I need to shed this in January." Yeah. But it's one of the last things that happens because other things get in the way. It's so easy to let it slide. I think 2017 was our get healthier year so mm. i feel like we just need to continue what we were doing now okay um although you're doing a lot more activities <laughs> yeah I'm, I, that, that's my resolution for the year it's find a sport that i like i hope it's fencing if it's fencing i'm gonna I go really nuts so that is gonna so that is in 2018 i'm gonna do fencing yeah that's coming up so uh, that's coming up and checking your picard oh yeah because picard does fencing he does doesn't he dining and picard fencing away i will try my friend, uh, don't do what my friend did, she did a fencing lesson as she was there fencing. She thought, God, they don't give you much room to see, do they? Like, there's not much mesh. And she realised she had the hat on the wrong way around, so she'd been seeing out of a tiny triangle instead of the entire mesh that was around the back <laughs> oh, of her head. no. I don't know why. Well, she had the mesh on her. the back of her head? Yeah. That's she, amazing. She had the helmet on That's incredible. Um, so, but you would do that. 
Yeah, I w- <laughs> now, now, yeah, but now that I've been told that yes. that can happen, Here's the warning. I won't do that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do fencing. You're the person that put his head in the wrong place when we went to have a massage. And you know the the, ch- the chairs with the holes in? Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be really relaxed, right? And you put your face through it. This was right. in a, this was in a what spa. What did you put in a lovely right? spa. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't put somebody else. Right, no. Okay, let's get this story straight. So we went to... Oh, that kind of message. Yeah, we, 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 went to, we went to a spa together because we decided to do like a couple's day... It was like a day thing, yeah, wasn't it? And we decided to have a nice relaxing really time because we've both been working really hard. This was a while ago now. Mm-hmm. And we... So we went down to the pool, had a bit of a swim. Yeah. We sat by the side, went into the jacuzzi. That was very nice. Okay. Then was and then, then went into massage time. And we were in separate rooms as well. I didn't think I needed to brief him on this. <laughs> I thought I thought people would know how to put their face through a hole. But he came when out. You lay down, when you lay down on a massage table, you've got the flat bench. Yeah. And it's completely flat. It's like sitting, it's like lying on this table. Except there's a hole yes. at, the, at the very top of it. Which like a circular obvious, hole. I would have thought. So I'm in there, I'm having a room now. So I come out and I'm like, oh, that's so good. And you are not looking particularly relaxed. And you have this massive dent in your face. He put his nose on the edge instead, hadn't you? So yeah. just your mouth was through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, like, you were just like, my face hurts so much. Every time she came up to my neck, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh just such a way. That was about an hour or something of you being it really squished. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> but you're so Britted, like so awkward that you couldn't just say, she you know like, what? She was Excuse like, me, ma'am, hmm. I've put my face in the wrong shape. She was like, is everything nice? Uh, everything yeah. nice? And I was like, I was like, nice. Like I was like, in my mind, I was like screaming, like, no, <laughs> it's horrible. Why didn't you move? Because I thought I was getting it wrong. You were getting it wrong. So yeah, I know. But, well, th- that was the, but the, the, other, the other part of it was I thought I got it wrong. And then I thought, oh, no, hold on. I couldn't get this wrong. It's just lying down on a table. Well, so maybe, yeah. no, but then I thought maybe she's got it wrong. And I don't want to, like, insult her. Like, this is what she does for a job, for a living. Actually, so I was like, oh. You've put your face in the wrong part. Um, <laughs> well, mine was beforehand to lose weight. Right. And I lost about two stone. Congratulations. So I did that. I think mine's to like looking svelte. I, I maintained for a year, so yeah. I'm not gonna jump up, yeah. which a lot of people do because they unfortunately they lose weight too quickly and then they eat normal stuff again and then they jump back up, which is everybody does it, unfortunately. But uh, that didn't happen, so that's good. So I guess I'll try and maybe lose a bit more. And I'd love to go back to the gym, but I could, it's an expense I can't quite afford right now. So I will. Mm. What I should do really is Pilates at home. Because it's for free. Maybe that I have the mat, except the bloody rabbit gets in the way and thinks I'm trying to play with him, and he gets underneath me, and it's yeah. supposed to be holding your body weight <laughs> in <laughs> interesting positions. So maybe I'll lock him away and then do it. But I really should do it because it's free and it's mm. at home. Okay. Apart from that, keep working on new things. Um, I worked abroad this year, so that's something ticked off. Went to New York, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then this year, who knows? Working in lots of different industries. Mm. Yeah, continue working, I guess. Uh, I worked on a AAA game this year as well. Yep. So that's t- these kind of, these things kind of happen by accident, but they are sort of bucket list things that I meant to do. So. so this was part of like a bigger bucket list rather yes. than like a resolution, specific yeah. resolution. So. Mm. I guess because I think sometimes people get time pressured and they think, oh god, I've got this year I've got to, to do, do it in twenty eighteen, and then they end up not doing it because they're so 
wrapped with mm. oh but I never did it mm. so I sort of got just like life goals that if I tick them off I'm like oh that was good that that happened mm. but at the same time it's good to have some sort of goal I think where you never get motivated to do mm. it like what? with being healthy like for you Greg it's such an easy thing to just ignore because other things get in the way like work or, yeah. or study or other th- or you know you're about to maybe that involves the gym but it's expensive mm. and you might have a problem like I don't know washing machine breaks down or something you've got to pay that or car breaks down you've got to pay that and it always happens in threes at sea <laughs> these things go like bang 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 and you've got to pay all this money and suddenly the gym is an expense you don't really want to pay anymore so how are you going to get around that I this year I won't do a gym like you say the expense I, mm. I just can't justify that especially when i won't use it very often yeah yeah. so i'll be at work all the time yeah yeah so the plan is to do something whilst at work Mm. when i have those opportunities because otherwise because i work 12 hours and by the time i get home i just go to sleep yeah Yeah. and then i sleep until i have to go back to work Mm. i haven't got time to mess around yeah yeah so i'm hoping at work i can motivate myself and find the time to do something anything i know they're quite cumbersome but there's some like little weights Absolutely. You can do it at your desk. Yeah, well, one of my uh, colleagues brings weights in and mm. keeps them there, so I'd probably use those. But uh, I found previously I got a lot of use out of one of those strength trainers, which is just a really big elastic band. Oh, one of those, yeah. So you can, <laughs> it does lots of things, doesn't it? it does, you can do either both your legs or pulling. It's just basically pulling apart. Yeah, I was given one limbs. when I was uh, doing physio for my shoulder, ah. and it built up the shoulder really nicely. And, you know, it works, like you say, for a lot of different things. Yeah. And just doing strength training can really burn oh, yeah. some fat. Definitely. So if I could do that some more and then eat a little bit less junk, <laughs> then you never know. My boss went to uh, a UK Games Expo. I think it might have been called UK Games Expo. Um, and um, so he went to it and he had a really good time. And he and some of his pals uh, were seeing all of these different tabletop games and one of the tabletop games that they saw was a game called Bushido and Bushido and they they saw it and they played a little bit of it and they really loved it and then uh, his name's Tom uh, my boss um, he he basically came in and he brought these Bushido game models into the into the studio and he was like oh Pete you've got to have a look at these these, these are great and um uh and so I was like looking around and it was really neat. And he was explaining to me about how the, this, there was this tabletop game and it's a skirmish game, like really quick, fast paced, small number of miniatures. And he was like, this game is great. These models are great. I've played a bit of it. I think that we should try and play some of it in the studio. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. So then I managed to convince um, uh, basically uh, two of our designers to uh, also put money in to do it themselves as well. So myself and two other designers got starter kits for this Bushido game. And then over the lunch hours, it turned out that some of us were actually like into painting miniatures. I never, I wasn't really. I, I'd stopped like playing um, like miniature war games stuff when I was probably about 16. And then, um, but now I've sort of returned back to it a little bit. So I started with this Bushido stuff, but it, I was painting these models every lunchtime. And uh, or as many as almost I could, ever. almost every lunch, so whenever I could, basically. And we were we were sat down together, and we would like sit down and we would paint these things. And the first thing is one, 
those models are now finally done. There today. was there was five of them. We did them today. today. So we put like put them all together. So these are like um, it's kind of like Eastern mythology kind of miniature wargaming. So it's the the guys I've got a temple temple of Rokan, and they're sort of um, very connected to the earth and mystery and. Um, you know, so there's a there's a an old Asian dude with like white, uh, fluffy eyebrows riding a tortoise. All right, there's a uh, panda. There's a panda. Like, they're supposed to be like peasant. Little peasant people, yeah, and like so that that kind of. Th- and then there's also samurai. I haven't got any of these, but there's like samurai and a ninja, and um, then there are like demons as well, like Japanese uh, and uh, Asian mythology mythology demons. Um, so I've been painting my Temple of Rokan chaps. Uh, and lady and um there's two ladies aren't there yeah there are two ladies in my thing um and so i've got those finished up but and i'm really excited to play like the actual game now (laughs) i actually sit down and play it um with with some of the guys from work um but the thing that i i found with it in 2017 was how relaxing that was like actually sitting down and like painting a miniature I found that well, really therapeutic. That's interesting, really, because you have such a short span of attention. Right. I'm quite surprised you managed to do it, really. Not only those lunch times, but today's session was... Did we work six out hours. At six hours. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I said to go, do you want to bring some of your miniatures and we can paint them? I'm thinking, you know, you might go, eh, yeah, but no. But you've got some that you... Uh, and I said, to, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And we were there for six hours. Just, But the time but so, flies by. Yeah. yeah, and it's like something to focus on. You can't really be thinking about much else or, on a very active conscious you, level. No, you can't. But your brain is subconsciously, obviously, doing what it's normally doing, mm. figuring everything but out. You, did you find that you quietened your mind a little bit? Yeah, definitely. You, there's points where I know when I was painting my True Lord uh, in 2016. Something like that. that was before. Um, that's when I started. I don't play any of the games. I just like I like painting. But I Pete would be talking to me and I just wouldn't hear him at all. Mm-hmm. That must be going, really nice for you. <laughs> It's, but it's one of the few things that I've found does that because I was literally like uh, one bristle's worth of paint yeah. painting an eye, like a shine of an eye onto a tiny deer or something. And uh, it takes all of your concentration. So you just have no room. Your brain doesn't have room to think or listen to anything else. Which so is what you've discovered is that <laughs> painting miniatures is even better than noise-cancelling headphones. Absolutely. When yep. it comes to Pete. It's quite nice and mindful. Excellent. It is. It's really <laughs> mindful exercise. It is. It's also... Now I'm not very good at it. <laughs> no, I thought those they turned out great. Do they? Oh yeah, they look. They, look they turned out good. better than for for you. You don't really haven't painted for ages, or even. I think what you're trying to sort of stretch towards is I have no artistic ability whatsoever. Usually, but with model painting, you've done quite well. I think. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, they look right. Well, it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're happy with them. It's mainly just washes. I just put washes over things. No, but you have fun. to paint the the actual things before you mm. put the washes. In. Washes but, are. But here's the thing: I didn't think. I thought that that part of my life was over. Mm. I def like I definitely saw that as a hobby that I that was something that I played when I was a teenager. Got super super into it, and then for some reason just walked away from the whole thing I think maybe I, you know I, I, well it's expensive well, it was, when you're young as well yeah yeah de- oh yeah definitely when you're de- definitely when you're young but um, but I think I just sort of like walked away from it and then recently it's become a it's not an obsession of mine at all it's not and, but that's been quite nice hmm. that I've not obsessed over no 
like having to finish this one thing. I've left it for literally months and months and months and months. I've sort of gradually like. When did you start? How long has it taken you? Because it has been a whole literally year. must have been it must have been first half of twenty seventeen that I started. We're here about wow. what, seven eight months. I've got to be. So it must have taken me roughly. When I think about it, it must have taken about twenty hours to paint five figures. Which is about right, considering, because I did the majority of the figure today in six hours, hours, but it's still not finished, and I'd already started on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sounds about right. Mm. I think my true lord took me 30 hours. 30. And that's a big model as well, lots of little bits. So, yeah, it's an incredible time sink. Um, When you're younger, you have the time, but not the money to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's also kind of a, a stigma when you're younger about doing it as well. Just because it's seen as such, it's quite an insular hobby. Yeah, I struggled to find people to play with or had any interest in it mm. back mm. then. Mm. And part of what's reignited that mm. now is finding people like yourselves who are, are interested in either the miniatures or the games. Mm. Yeah, and so that's yeah, definitely a big part in. of it for me. Like, I definitely I want to be playing. I'm doing this because I want to play the game Bushido. Yeah, like but you also. You found joy in the art of it as well? Because you yeah. could easily just spray-painted them a colour. Yeah, and, I, d- and I didn't want to do it. that in the end. Yeah. But all of you guys, hopefully, some of you may not have finished them, but mostly, <laughs> hopefully, will have finished them and you come back and you've got your individual little teams that you painted. Mm. You will value those miniatures a lot more mm. and you will play with them more. That was one, And that was one of the really cool things that I found is it was kind of a support network. So, again, mm. like, Tom basically was like we found this game we think it's really cool let's all play it Mm. and i think that that's one thing that miniatures games really needs you need that support network of people around you it's like magic or um, any sort of collectible game if you don't have a regular set of opponents and i would say that that's opponents plural like one-on-one it quickly you know gets pretty tiring Mm. unless you have a regular group of players to actually think oh well the reason that i'm painting these these models is because i want to play this cool game um with these people regularly mm. the the actual desire to sort of push on and well that's for you for me I, for I, you it's different yeah it was just an artistic yeah endeavor. but but for somebody but who's for somebody interested actually... in the actual game itself yeah, yeah. so like hopefully in 28 there you go that's one of my new year's resolutions <laughs> play bushido good good can yeah. you finish the model you uh, and I and Alex played Boss Monster. Mm. There were dungeons. There were dragons. Were there? I had a dragon hatchery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a couple, in fact. And Alex had some bone dragons at I one did. point. I think that is a game of spot the references. So, for those who don't know, mm. do you want to explain Boss Monster? It's a dungeon building, deck building card game mm. based on video games mm. and it has an 8-bit style to its uh, art and all of that like Alex suggested was is referencing video game characters or mm. even just like fantasy pop culture references mm. like there were Game of Thrones mm. references yeah. in there as well and it all goes through like this nice 8-bit pixel art filter I mean better than 8-bit could ever possibly oh, hope absolutely. to have it's done modern but, pixel art yeah, yeah. yeah. modern 8-bit meant to like... represent like an 8-bit mm. yeah. even like the box is a NES style box yeah. Yeah, yeah. you pointed out that the expansions are Game Boy 
style boxes. Yeah. It's such a cool reference. It's really like it's really nice and thematic in its visual style, and then it's really nice and thematic in its gameplay. The actual one of the things I found with the game is the it's almost like the art style and the gameplay are two totally separate themes. Like, you could have had just, like, traditional fantasy art for uh, Boss Monster. Mm. But you could have just had, you know, some really cool-looking Wizards of the Coast-esque, you know, D&D-style, um, nice, luxurious fantasy art. But they went down this pixel art, art, uh, pixel art style instead. Mm. And everything about that pixel art style is nice and thematic. The NES box is a game box, mm-hmm. a Game Boy box. Uh, the... The pixel art on there looks like I was saying um, earlier. Um, so the human, uh, I think they're called like the barbarian. No, the Neanderthal cave. Mm-hmm. The humans in the Neanderthal, well, the Neanderthals in the Neanderthal cave <laughs> look like Kunio Kun characters, which is River City Ransom. Yeah. Um, and um, it's so cute, and it it really all- stands itself out. I think well, that's that's that. what I mean. Yeah, it, that, that, oh, that, was the kind of that stuff all stands itself mm. out. That's what makes, for me, that's what made me go, wow, that looks amazing. And then the dungeon crawling stuff is also really thematic, mm. but kind of separate. I didn't feel yeah. like that, I didn't feel like the dungeon crawling felt like a NES game. No, if we didn't see this artwork and, you know, read through into the references with all the lore on the little bits on the mm. cards, they could have put just fantasy right. elements in there and it would have just yeah, yeah. seemed like a, a dungeon fantasy yeah. adventure. They yeah. could have they could have used any theme. Lord of the Rings, name it. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the things that actually initially, because I've seen this store, uh, uh, game in, this, uh, in stores before, and that is one of the things that initially made me go, oh, is this just going to be one big gimmick? Mm. Like, mm. is this pixel art style just the only thing it's really got? And then it's kind of like a, a, an okay game slapped in, you know, a, a great art style slapped on the top of not very mm. good mechanics. That but actually, is. they're both brilliant. Like the, yeah. the style of the art and the and the actual gameplay itself is is superb. Our second match got really intense. Oh, All three wow. of us had moments. I messed up real bad on the second go. I, I cheated for a couple of times. <laughs> Accidentally, yeah. yeah, no one was happy about that. <laughs> it kind of played the opposite way to what I thought. I thought it was you would be the hero going through dungeons, but actually, you are the boss monster. Essentially, yeah. you are the, the dungeon master, which makes it feel like Dungeon Keeper, for yeah. example, which mm. is really fun. So, uh, yeah, but, I liked that. Oh, last yeah, because you are you are building a dungeon essentially, yeah. aren't yeah. you? So, it's yeah, of course. So, yeah, I I found that really interesting and fun and nostalgic at the same time they could have done one that was like um because i know this was specifically kind of referencing games and fantasy but you could have like a fantasy castle where you've got essentially like the janitor's closet and it's like a skeleton with a little mop and and then like um i don't know like a whole castle that works together that has all these rooms like um i don't know evil pit with tentacles in Mm -hmm. then you're just basically building a fort Right. But you could have the kind of joke of that it's like evil monsters that still have to clean off, clean out the, the tentacle monster and stuff and the um, training rooms and that kind of thing. I feel like you could easily build off other games from it. Yeah. Um, that are just about building up a fort of some kind. Or even if it was a serious castle builder, I've not seen a game like that before, unlike something like um, Dungeon Keeper, but not in a card form. Mm. So it's quite nice to have quite very physical defences as well because you build your cards from right to left which took me a while to get used to but that's because the 
hero comes from the left to right to move through your dungeon. Yeah. So you're building up physical cards against them. And if you put them in the wrong order, which I did, and you did, <laughs> things can go very wrong. <laughs> because all of them have effects that... So, for example, I had one card that said, if the card to your right is a mm. trap, then uh, the trap is worth three extra yeah. damage or can do three extra damage to a hero. Um that's one of the things I really liked about it, actually. It felt like I was... In a lot of these deck builders, it feels like you're building an engine. It feels mm. like you're... And in this instance, it's an engine of death. <laughs> like, But it really feels like you're trying to put together separate, potentially quite disparate components to form a working whole that effectively um, sort of churns through heroes as quickly as possible with these added elements of... Sometimes you don't want heroes to come and attack you. Mm. Like sometimes you kind of want you want to hold fire a little bit on some you of the bodies. Defend yourself. Or... Yeah, yeah. It gets tactical pretty quick when you start wondering: Should I try and build over this room so yeah. to not lure these heroes, especially when they turn epic and yeah. they become twice as strong? Yeah, yeah. It, it's very interesting and. You're playing against each other as well. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to build a better dungeon to lure the right heroes to get the points, but also at the same time avoiding certain heroes. And you've got those nasty, horrible, evil spells. Mm. Evil. Evil. Spells. Mean, horrible. Well, we are playing as monsters. Indeed. So how? So thematically, how does that compare to games like... Because um, I know you're a big fan of... What's it called? Dungeon... Dungeons 3? Dungeons. Dungeons latest. Three, but what's the one that it's sort of vaguely based on? Dungeon Keeper. Dungeon Keeper, because I've never pl- actually played Dungeon Keeper. What? what? Oh. No. Did I not? Know, did I not tell you this? Oh, we're gonna have to have a. We're gonna have to have oh, a, no. a relationship How conversation or something. Played Dungeon Keeper Because it it just because I didn't have a PC during the golden era of PC it's gaming. Easy to die. If I had a father who played it, I suppose. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. Like, we didn't really have PC... Like, And, by the way, I'm, I'm using... I ha- I've just realised I've used the word golden era. Uh, like, I, I guess I guess between about 96 to 2005, um, I didn't really have a gaming PC at all. And I would say, like, the... like what is often seen as one of the greatest years for PC games, like but you, 1989. Because you just never pick up and think, I should play this. Well, for the longest time, like getting hold of like old games was actually really hard. Well, like, not now. Really. Not now, but then now I don't have time. So when I was at <laughs> university, yeah, I got emulators, but I got emulators of um, uh, like SNK hardware, mm. which, you know. It's also not really your thing. Like fantasy. Yeah, fantasy is definitely not usually my thing. It has to be a pretty specific um, fantasy setting to go for it. But, but I never played. It, but I always knew it was quite like a humorous game, like quite a thoughtful game. But there's a new. It's called Dungeons. Which number are we on now? Three. Dungeons yeah. Three, and you've been playing that. Yeah. So is you, have you been playing it on PC? No, on Xbox One. Okay. So is it still a management game? It is, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's on uh, pretty much every platform. Well, okay. well, it's on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Nice. And the dungeon building aspect is Dungeon Keeper. Mm-hmm. You're building a dungeon that works to the creatures that you're trying... Or in this case, you're hiring the creatures rather than luring them mm-hmm. into the dungeon. But in order to cater to them, you have to build certain rooms... Uh, you have to collect mana and gold to pay the creatures and to keep the mana charged for the demons to suck on because, you know, they love it. <laughs> that's what, yeah. So there's all that going on underground, and that's great fun. 
mm-hmm. in itself and heroes invade your dungeon because they want to vanquish the evil mm-hmm. but the thing that makes it different from dungeon keeper and uh, is great fun in itself is that you have to take your creatures topside to the overworld and then play an rts game on top of the management oh. game of the dungeon and where you have to conquer whatever good dwellings are, mm. are up there. So what kind of an RTS does it turn into? Is it more like fast-paced kind of Command and conquer I know I'm being lumping a lot of games together, but Command and conquer Starcrafty, Or is it a bit more slow-paced, kind of like a Total War? It's a little slower-paced, but not like Total War. Okay. I, would dis- I would say it's most similar, if you're going to compare it to an RTS, to Dawn of War. Okay. Where you have... Very not many units, and you're relying on squads basically. And whilst you can mix up the unit types quite well, so you have some healers, some mm. some tanks, and some DPS guys. Once you get that mix right, you're kind of sending them as a horde, right, right. and hoping that the uh, AI will figure out how best to use them. Whilst you can use them individually, it's a bit tricky with a controller. Right, with a mouse and keyboard, it's going to be much easier right, right, yeah. right. PC version is going to have a big edge there mm. but it, it's great fun and you can play it for a stupid amount of hours just building the best dungeon you can because mm. you've 100% of the whole thing I right? have yeah I spent stupid amounts of time got all the achievements <laughs> very proud of myself <laughs> even got the, the trickiest achievements were easily the timed missions mm. and this will give you an example of how long some of these missions take there's 20 of them one of the missions the very challenge, challenging achievement is to complete it in 40 minutes. And I found that very difficult. Wow. Because the first time, I, it must have taken me an hour and a half, two hours to do that mission. <laughs> and I was able to do it eventually, but wow. And most missions will take about an hour. So is it, does it keep that humour of a dungeon keeper or anything like that? Like, is it, or is it quite po-faced? Or... It's, uh, it has a similar humour to Dungeon Keeper in that it's fourth wall breaking mm. and it's uh, it, it's it's making fun of itself so it's quite you know self uh, deprecating but it's also making fun of fantasy tropes cool. and other games there's a lot of references to uh, Warcraft for right, example right. where that's the art style is very similar gotcha uh, there's a lot of references well there's a few references to Dungeon Keeper Game of Thrones right uh References to like Buffy and Supernatural, things like that. Mm. So it's very much aimed at the right audience mm. yeah. for this genre of game, and for most part, it's on point. It's pretty funny. I'm I'm genuinely a bit because I know we've recently seen games like Sims Four and City Skylines and even Tropico and stuff like that um, hit consoles. Tropico maybe came out a little bit earlier, and I guess most of those have had earlier releases. But certainly more recently, we've actually had those games come out and people go, oh yeah, no, these are totally valid on these systems now, on yeah. consoles. Yeah, I'm really surprised that like games have got to a point, like especially management and strategy games, that kind of thing, they really have found a home on controllers now. It feels like we've sort of going through this period of time where, like first-person shooters did back in the mid-90s, where it used to be everyone would always say, you have to have a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Like, the, you know, how can you possibly think that playing a first-person shooter with a key, anything other than a keyboard and mouse is going to be a fun time? And now, of course, we just naturally think of, um, na- you know, we don't think that either of the, you know, you, we don't think that you're hamstrung by a controller at all or anything like that, except for in, you know, like 
super high precision esports games and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah, but, I think the the key feature that's allowed this to work on controllers nowadays is the radial menus. Whoever yeah. invented those, genius. Yeah, mm. that was very much how the original Halo Wars was able yeah. to work as an RTS yeah. console, and. I've seen that used in pretty much every RTS and management title since, mm. and yeah. it works. <laughs> That's well, fantastic. Got things like Stardew Valley, where the controller will just snap to every button that you need. Yeah. So it's not floating around in the screen. Like Little tweaks to mm. yeah overcome yeah what the mouse can do easily with precision with controller card. So I've been I've been playing Stardew Valley on PS4. Mm-hmm. Alex has been playing it on PC. Mm-hmm. Have you played Stardew Valley? No, I want to. Oh, uh, no, like Stardew Valley. Okay, I'm right. sure I will. So, yeah. so like Dungeon Keeper to Dungeons Three, this is Harvest Moon. Yeah, is to, <laughs> to, to Stardew Valley because so I played Harvest Moon back in the day. Again, that was an emulated thing. God, I stole so many games when I was a kid. That is so <laughs> bad. Now I'm thinking about it. Anyway, um, basically, uh, when I played Harvest Moon back then, I played an emulated version of the Super Nintendo game and the Game Boy game. And I really loved both of them. Um, uh, the Yeah, the first Harvest Moon on SNES and the first Harvest Moon on Game Boy. And um, I always thought they were really great. And then when I went back and when I, worked, uh, when I wrote uh, Pocket Gamer, I had to do, I ended up doing reviews of Harvest Moon games. Same when I was at Midlife Gamer, actually. Um, I always tried to, to review those games because I always wanted to recapture that experience of those two games. There was a, a real loop to them where you would get up, you would uh, you would do all of your planting and all of your watering, and you'd figure out how you wanted to lay out your farm. Uh, you know, you'd sort of wander around your farm and lay out, okay, I'm going to put some turnip seeds here and do all this sort of stuff. And then you'd go down into the town and you'd take the money that you'd earned from the night before um, from sales of your turnips that had just grown or whatever, uh, and you'd go and buy a better watering can or a better sprinkler or, a, you know, more manure to make your mm. better quality crops or whatever. And, and then you'd go home and then you would do a bit of mining and clean up a bit more of the farm and then you'd go to sleep and you'd start the day again and you'd think, I'll save the game now and turn it off. And then you wouldn't. <laughs> because it has that civilization esque one more go, uh, one more you know one more turn kind of thing, and I was always looking for that. And the DS games, the 3DS games, never quite hit that peak. There's some good ideas and stuff, but they all became too complicated, too cutesy, too well, too handholdy, too handholdy. Like tutorials that lasted like an hour and a half. Like, here's a spade. Here's a trowel. Next day, here's a hoe. Here's a fucking fishing rod oh, it was awful. I know I know what they do Can so you not just give it all to me in so one go? all of those things really put me off Stardew Valley <laughs> is <laughs> what game were you playing um, Stardew, Valley. Stardew Valley is the is that game basically this the, the it's concerned ape I think it is yeah. uh, is the original developer um, and it was ported by Chucklefish, by Chucklefish. Um, and Chuck, first of all, Chuckfish has done a great port. So all of this, everything about the PC version, sort of applies to the to the um, the console versions. Uh, I think there's a, a little bit of menu interaction that's not quite as quick as on PC, but honestly, I didn't care. Um, the um, but the 
But Concerned Ape basically just went, right, I'm going to take this Harvest Moon-esque game and I'm going to do it modern with beautiful pixel art and uh, just everything that you remember about those games. The feeling of discovery and secret, finding out secrets and like um, figuring out when the festivals were going to happen and how to make people happy, which presents you would have to give them to make them feel happy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's romance options. Romance options, all that sort of stuff. And the little things that you think, oh, if only I could have that tool. If only I could have a, a, a sprinkler that would spray around all of the squares where I put it. That would be amazing. And then, and then you know, three hours later, it turns out that actually there is one of those things in the game. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to make one of those or I'm going to buy one of those. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it really gets across this... It's a weird genre. It's called the life sim. Or at least it used to be called the life sim. Um, it's basically where you... There isn't really a... There still isn't a goal to the game. Like, there isn't a an overarching end state. You, you know, there's no game over screen. There's no complete screen. Um, you're essentially a, a boy or a girl who ends up in a... given a, Who ends up being given a farm. They move away from the city, inherit this farm, and you basically have to bring it up to making money again. It's just free play, isn't it, really? Just it's it's like Animal Crossing anything. in that way. It's like there's no... So you set your own goals. And um, you, so my goal was to... Uh, I had a bunch of different individual goals, but my end goal ended up being, okay, well, I'm going to get to a point where I want to see, I want to see how far this dungeon goes down. Cause there's also a little, uh, a mine that you can start going down. And in the end, I got to the bottom of this, this mine. Ruin it for I won't ruin it. It's great. But I got to the bottom of this mine and it was great. And I was like, what's my next thing? And so it's constantly just, you just think, okay, I'm going to give myself another task to go and do. And then you set about going about figuring but, out how you're going to do it. you don't really like that, though, do you? You don't really like no, that. I do really, end, no, I do really like that. No, but you have to give yourself that. You can't just but I, freewheel it. I can't just exist in the world. I definitely have to give myself goals. Greg, do you like goals? or do you like I like goals. Um, I like the idea of these open-ended, do what you want, do what you feel. That's why I like Elite. Yeah. Right, but the thing that really keeps me playing Elite is that I play it on Xbox One for the most mm. part, and I have achievements, and uh, those are my goals. I see. Well, obviously they're achievements, but yeah. So how many do they have? Because it's kind of like a. Massive... They have over three thousand gamer score now, which is the equivalent of about three games. Right. Because each time there's been an expansion, they've added more, they've added more to it, which is great. I love that that is now a thing. So, Stardew Valley sounds very attractive to me because it's the kind of gameplay I enjoy anyway. Mm -hmm. But also, I could get that on the one and yeah. get my achievements. That would give me some goals. That would keep me going for ages. Yeah, yeah that's true. that's so. Uh, I put. Really I wonder if yeah. the trophies work the same way for you on the PlayStation. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, as I say, I've put about thirty hours into the game. I have ten percent of the achievements. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of them is. One of them is only held by 0.1%. And the way that PlayStation works, as far as I can tell, is it only goes down to 0. Like, basically says, of all the people who have played this game, X percent of people have this trophy. Yeah. I think it only goes down to 0. 0.1 or, uh, ah, of, of a yeah. thing. 
uh, because I cannot imagine I can't imagine there are that many people with the platinum because it, there yeah. is just there are a couple of trophies in that that are stupendous so it takes a lot of time how much money did you have what was your most it was about 6,000 do you reckon after 30 hours if you'd not spent very much Oh, I pro- what? How much I'd earned? Yeah, but with spending a bit as well. Oh well, I mean, I basically at the end of each day, I can probably pull in like two or three thousand gold. Right. But you're spending about two grand on like things like backpacks and stuff. Yeah. So I'd say about an average of maybe ten grand by the time that you'd finished the, those twenty hours. No, 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 no. Well, it's much more. Slightly more, but but what I mean is that was thirty hours to get maybe ten to oh, twenty yeah. grand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the achievements is a million. And then wow. the next achievement is ten million, <laughs> and it's like I don't even know and it, how it does ramp up. Would get that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I can you, see how that would eventually happen, but you probably have to put quite. A few you know, you it. need to dig. Yeah. You you dig a small because it all works on. It's all grid based, so you walk around and you walk on uh, like an old JRPG. Yeah, you walk on one tile and then another tile and then another tile, um. So you buy like a bag of seeds, and you plant them, and you have like maybe. 10 things that grow mm. and after a you know a, a week of in-game time then they all grow and then you can ch- cash them all in mm-hmm. and then you can maybe buy enough seeds to have 15 or 20 right and yeah. then you get more and more and more and more and more um but if you don't focus on certain elements or if you get some of the farming wrong or you don't kind of know how these games work anyway mm. Then you can just run up against problems that you that, where you're just wasting time and money. And yeah. so, for example, I don't think you get told straight off the bat that you need to water your crops every day. Uh-huh. But in Harvest Moon, I knew that you had to because I'd learned mm-hmm. that the hard way. Yeah. Um, so in this game, I made sure I watered everything every single day, um, and so I never ran into that as a problem. Is there a um... Like a weather system. Yeah. So Does sometimes, that count as watering? Of course. Oh, that's interesting. So, so sometimes, so actually, funnily enough, you pray for rain. Because <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. when saves it rains... you watering, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. When it rains, it saves you watering, and it means you can go and do other things. Yeah. And it means that you can earn more money in new ways, or go and explore the mines, yeah. or go and explore wherever it is, like other locations. But the locations will change what happens as well. So in summer and spring, it doesn't really rain very much. Autumn, it'll be very, yeah. very rainy. But in winter, nothing will grow. <laughs> Yeah. So then you have to make other things. As soon as I saw mayonnaise factory, I was like, oh, oh yeah, you can I get. So you can also mayonnaise. craft stuff. Oh, so cool. it's kind of taken a bit of the Minecraft inspiration, I guess. And you can craft together these, these different items. And the mayonnaise factory, mayonnaise. you take eggs and it just makes mayo. So, but, then you, <laughs> but you have to get chicks to turn the. So, you know, so yeah. To get the chickens, eggs, you need chickens. To, to have the chickens, you need a coop. To have the coop, you need things. X amount of gold. Yeah. You need to have X amount of gold. You need to. Have it's really, like, it's really overwhelming to begin with, and when, when you get into the groove of it, mm. like I listen to audiobooks when yeah. when when I've been mm. playing it mostly, um, but when you get into the groove of it, it's like this. Re- it's like Civilization. It has that nice up and down, like f- like flow of gameplay. It's the upkeep of your farm yeah. Well. It's, and after a while, you know your routine, which is really bizarre because it's not a real routine. But mm. you get into a little routine. It's really nice. Um, um, but you've been enjoying it, haven't you? I have. I've only played it a little bit. Um, I did it wrong to begin with. Again, I made one of those mistakes where mm. I just... I don't think I planted enough quick enough. I was saving too much money too soon and actually it doesn't mean that you make enough, really. You have to kind of spend almost everything. Give yourself just enough and by the time the new crops come in, you'll get that bit more mm. to yeah. spend. Mm. Again, and I'd also picked... There's a couple of different worlds. I'd recommend not picking Riverlands. 
Um, the rest of your town map will be exactly the same, but just your farm will change. Riverlands kind of breaks up into islands. Yeah. You get lost in and it something like um, there's forests or something. I chose forests the second time. just had a better layout for me. Yeah. Because um, I was just running around wasting time again. And you get exhausted, of course, every time you're trying to do something. Oh, right. So you will eventually run out or collapse. And <laughs> yeah, you're so, there's a time, uh, like there's time throughout the day and there's also an energy system. Right. So you can only do X amount of mining. You can only be wandering around for X amount of time. Yes, it's not unlimited. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but there are lots of different... There's so many secrets in... Isn't there something like people have been playing it for hours and not, still not discovered all There's still a couple of secrets. Uh, so, I, I, so I went to some of the wikis to go and actually look at some of the stuff because one of the things I wanted to do, I was just like, I'm not spending hours okay. trying to figure out where these live. It's basically a fishing task that I had to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am not catching these things I don't know why it's not working and then when I looked it up on a wiki I was like oh okay fine um, and um, yeah like the, there's little things in there that where they're like this isn't explained we we assume there will be an update in the near future because the game gets updated quite a lot mm. we assume there will be an update that explains what what this character's motivations are or why really funny things like why there is a crate at the back of a certain shop Oh. So there's one crate, and for some reason it's out of place or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but it's it's there's an object like that, and it shouldn't really be there, and it's not really explained why it's there. Hmm. But they assume that there will be some sort of narrative explanation because everything else <laughs> is narratively explained. Because there's little, so there's there's characters. That's the other thing. It tells it's it has a small narrative by which I mean there is an explanation of the world. Yeah. There isn't like an overarching this happens and this happens and this happens. It's kind of like understanding what the characters are and what some of their motivations might be. And you have to put certain things together yourself. It doesn't. Exp- so there's a really good bit. Um, and I don't really think this is a spoiler because I think this is worth saying actually. So yeah, I know what you're gonna say. there's this really good bit. Where you get so sometimes you get given quests, and these quests are sometimes they're like bring me a turnip, or uh, like go and fetch this thing over here. One of them was find my purple shorts. Okay. So the mayor says, <laughs> "I have misplaced my shorts. Please find them for me." And he doesn't say where they are. I remember you wandering through the woods like, where is I was bloody like, pants? I was wandering around looking for these pants, basically. <laughs> so the, 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 it's put in inverted commas, these 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 shorts. And I was like wandering around the woods. I was like, maybe he wandered off and got drunk or went up to the bus stop. They weren't there. Like went where into the little, where can they possibly be? Then I went into one of the houses of one of the other villagers. Oh. And they're in... One of the villagers' bedrooms. Scandalous. Scandal. Scandalous. And in it, in in the quest log, it says, "Please be discreet." <laughs> yeah. And, and like, so you oh. go in, and you're like, ah. "Oh!" And then every time uh-huh. that those two characters are in these, so there's little festivals that you can go to. Right. You realise that they're always stood together. Yeah. <laughs> and and sometimes they'll be having conversations, and they'll be a little bit strange. And as soon as you've gone through that quest, you're like, oh, that's what this is. That's very thing cool. Where he comes it's in really as well, smart. Like, Hello, I've got your order or something like that. It's something really yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something like, uh, I, I just make, I like to make sure that all of my citizens' needs yeah. are attended to. And then he leaves. <laughs> you're like, this oh, is wow. great. 
Well, when you've got an MMO, it's quite easy. Do you have dailies on um, Elite? Uh, no, not dailies, really. Um, is there anything that just keeps you coming back? There are, every week, there is a pair of community goals. Ooh. And it's kind of like a daily, right? That's a bit like a daily. So you grind that with everyone else on the server, mm-hmm. and then you achieve different rewards based on the tier that you as a community reach Ooh, and cool. you as an individual reach. That's cool. So that oh. is essentially the daily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pretty much every other online game now has these dailies, like daily, Destiny yeah. 2's daily. But it's just yeah, one of those things to keep you coming back every yeah. day or week or month. Right. I think so. My... My MMO is Guild Wars 2. <laughs> I've been playing them, both of them, the series, for about 12 years or something stupid. But um, 2 has rewards when you come in just for logging in. Oh, yeah. Thanks for logging on. That's a good um, idea. Which every 30 days for being resets here. back. But the dailies are a way of getting currency because if you had no other way of. I could see that people could get stuck. They didn't always have dailies, but you could get stuck if you just spent all your money and there's literally no way of. Unless you've got to grind it out. Yeah. Um, the daily immediately gives you two gold, which would otherwise be quite a few hours of grinding gear and selling and that sort of thing. So it's a way of just quickly doing something. And so I've been doing that just to save up, really, because <laughs> I play fashion wars. That's why. Fashion wars. Fashion wars. I figure out the, the armor that I want, and then I will do the rest of the game. So it's like yeah. a bit, a bit like now. Now, obviously. I'm about to completely disparage everything that you've been playing for th- like thousands of hours and stuff. But <laughs> some of the appeal to you, mm. not being sexist, mm. but some of it is dress up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fashion wars. Is that oh, right? To yeah, say? yeah. But but the funny thing is with the old games, which are quite hard by the end of something, mm. because of fashion wars. If I have to finish the game and do the extra bit and beat the boss on my own, I'll do it. If that if that skirt looks right, good right, right. enough, I will. Do it. <laughs> That's the same with every other game. Yeah, I'll do it if if I have to. Yeah. So I'll but you do like the playing the game as well, don't you? Like, oh, just to yeah. be clear, like, if I, yes, if the if the game wasn't fun enough, it wouldn't be enough. To but I guess that's kind of like your driver. I guess that's you setting your own goal. I guess that is the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of it is incredibly. In fact, there was one site that I was like, "Oh, that's quite nice," but I will never get it because it's it's community based and it's time based and it's mm. like it is do this bounty at this time with these people as in not specific people but you'd need a group of about 30 to take down this certain boss mm. and that it's all timed it's all at certain uh, moments and places so you'd have to you have to be quite lucky really with having enough people on the server having everyone ready to do it and these things do happen mostly i've ticked off these things by accident just passed through a, 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 a town and seen a load of people gathered and then being like hey what's going on it's like oh there's a bounty up in two minutes and then it pops up and everyone goes and does it. But these are very specific ones you have to check off. I'm just not going to be able to do them. So mm. I just I make sure that it's going to be within the realms of my mm. capability. Most of it is, but there are just the occasional ones where they're making them for the people that are on a lot and like doing things right. like raids. And, and there are there are dungeons and stuff that I don't I don't even touch. I am a PVEer and I prefer it that way just because it's a bit more chill. Really, I can listen to something. But kind of like you started your value, I can listen to something outside, unless it's a story mission or something I should really be paying attention to. But mostly I'll just zone out and mm. and rumble around because there's just so much to do. Because I, I, I've, I've been peering over your shoulder and they've been doing this like winter's 
Day? Is yeah, that what it's called? Yeah, so I don't know if all MMOs do this actually, but... No, but World of Warcraft does. Yeah. So there used to be something that would get me back into it every so often, because snowballs and silly yeah. little... Well, they'd add snowballs into the game. You had snowballs, that you would do quests with... I've forgotten what they called him, but it's essentially Santa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Evil Santa. you would get snowballs as a seasonal gift uh... that you could then chuck at other players. <laughs> That's brilliant. Just for fun. That's great. And it, yeah. it was good fun. And I love it in GTA every year. Mm. They have the snowfall on the oh, servers. That's cool. And you can have snowball fights. That's cool. That's really cool. It's little things like that. So I did um, Halloween came round. And the funny thing about Halloween is in Guild Wars, there's the Mad King who's like this scarecrow looking guy with a pumpkin head and he's bonkers but he, he also changes one city once a year gets completely changed in decor so all the 3d artists have obviously gone mad with um putting toilet roll all over the trees and and spooky things here and there and people keep changing into like toy spiders and all the animations are great cool and um mad king punishes you if you do things wrong and there was <laughs> there's it's, again it's all cosmetic stuff if you want to do it but there was also this kind of challenge of everything was fairly easy except this one clock tower um, puzzle which is a jumping puzzle now the game is you do move in all three axes you can jump now as opposed to the first one where you couldn't that's all fine except it is not a jumping platformer game it's it's not designed to be mm. it's only jumping so you can have more exploration I guess in the environment so you can navigate the world so you can, and they've each been tailored to their everybody's jumping and blah blah, mm. blah the clock tower is a specific uh puzzle that is specifically time oriented that you have to get and it's it's like have you played any of the end levels of rayman origins it's kind of oh, like yeah. that except it's got animation priority which means as soon as for those who don't know if you're trying to press the space bar the character is not going to jump as soon as you press space bar it has to finish its animation get on the ground mm. feel like it's like stood on the ground properly and then it'll go and that could be a second wasted that you'll die and yeah. pete you didn't you were looking over my shoulder a bit like i'm not sure how this could be that hard mm. but you tried it a bit didn't you yeah maddening you tried it three times you're like i don't really want to do this anymore i absolutely thought that it was garbage that yeah. bit but i did do it and I did it on Halloween, just in the evening. I was I remember you weren't there, you'd gone to like some party or something, you were with work. And I was just on my own and I stuffed my mouth full of Mawam. I was like, Alright, I'm just doing this one last bloody time, I don't give a crap Oh my god, and I was at nearly at the end, I was like, I can't fuck it up now and I managed to do it with one last thing. But I would have quit. That that was my last time. Mm. But it's that Sarge Valley thing of just that one more time. Yeah digress anyway they put a lot of effort into things like halloween and recently it's been winter so so everything's all snowy they choose one city and they make it really pretty and beautiful and there's snowballs i think you can throw it at people as well perfect um they've also got mounts which now you can buy packs where they've got like little earmuffs on and <laughs> gloves and um it's just nice it brings a lot of people onto the servers again you yeah suddenly i find like a it. flood of people coming back was it mirrors you know, the real world in yeah. an interesting yeah. and, and their way. lore that they've got in it, which they have stuck with. Mad King has been there for 13 years through the, the franchise. <laughs> he he still does the same thing. You know, oh, so do people expect it? funny as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, right. he's bloody funny. Um, Winter's Day, it's a different thing. It's one of the benevolent gods is, comes out for Winter's Day. Mm. Um, and they don't... In fact, they did more for Halloween than they did for Winter's Day. But I think that's because they know people aren't going to be around. Right. Because Halloween, some people don't give a shit about Halloween. But 
Christmas, most people are not going to be on at Christmas. That's true. Probably travelling or something. So, yeah. so they they realise not everyone's going to be there on Halloween. Um, but or sorry, or Halloween, Halloween Day necessarily, or or Christmas Day. So I totally get that. So it's more like a Winter's Day season, which you can do throughout the month. Um, but I I just yeah I I really like it. It keeps me. Did you get any cool um, like hats? No, this time. Because it's all through the gem store. Um, the gem store is—it's all cosmetic stuff. It's no pay to win. They've mm-hmm. always said it's no pay to win, which I appreciate. And I've never actually bought anything off the gem store because I've given them a lot of money over the years, and I would like to support them through the gem store because that's how they make. It's one time buy, and then you don't have to pay per month. Oh yeah, it's not a subscription it's not model, a subscription. is it? So I yeah. really appreciate that. Um, given them probably hundreds over the over the course of but but over the course of like 13 years so really it's quite spread out and i would like to support them their main income is through the gem store but it, it it's all cosmetic and obviously i play fashion more so i have to be very specific about what i would <laughs> what i would get so perhaps i will i might this year actually support them because they're trying up. they're trying to figure out new ways of they've just introduced loot well they've had loot boxes before but they were very small things that you could also trade on the big trading post for a more inflated price. Oh yeah. Now they've introduced loot boxes with amounts, which didn't go down particularly well, but I do understand they need to make money. And I would like the game to continue, so I should probably be in the games industry myself. It's very easy to forget about that and be like, yeah, but I shouldn't have to pay, blah, blah, blah. And then actually you're like, well, this is a game I like and it might stop running if I don't yeah. give into it as well. Um, so, but it's also about finding like it's also like with all these digital purchases, it's finding the thing that you're happy to spend money on. It's yes. like you know I've, what you think is worth because there's there's like supporting the industry and all that good stuff that you know all that rot that is it is nice that we always mm. think about like because as people who are in the games industry, I mean all three of us are, are, are relate you know in the games industry to some to some degree. Mm. Like for example. You know, there's there's things in Rock. I got Rocket League for free, yeah, through PS Plus. I've never paid for a single thing. At some point, there will be a skin, or a, a I get a a crate with yeah. something in it where I'm like, well, I'm just gonna buy the key so I so I can unlock this thing because a yes, I want to support the thing and I'm happy to do that. So I'm certainly not gonna pirate the thing or mm-hmm. do anything nasty like that. But also, you do also have to kind of derive a value from them. So mm. I guess it's waiting for that one thing that you want to purchase. And that's the yeah. point where you go, okay, fine. They got under a little bit of fire where they'd introduced maps for the first time in over a decade. And that was immediate backlash when everyone heard about, like, oh, no, we've never had mounts. Um, is it going to work? Blah, blah, blah. And actually, they integrated them beautifully. They were really cool. And you can get all four of them. There was a five mystery one as well, the fifth one. But the four of them are through the story, so it's not you don't have to pay to get them. You get the basic ones, and you can dye them a one color that you like. It's brilliant. So I don't already I don't have to have to pay for one of them. Mm. That's great. But now they're bringing out skins, so you can make these things look crazy good, like loads of different things. Um, some people again were like, well, they're gonna interrupt the visual look of the game. And I was like, well, it's a pretty bright and colorful game anyway, and they've kept them all kind of within the law sort of you've got these kind of celestial griffins that run around but you can see that they might be magical so they have kept them there's nothing that's like a science steampunk (laughs) i was gonna say though like like if you play mmos you're not in it for the like 
but narrative is, world building authenticity no, but there, there, are is you? An, there is an aesthetic integrity that they have kept yes and if you see if you saw a dozen flaming manta rays flying around your your visual crowding yes. might get quite a lot but they've tried to keep them into like there's an electric manta ray which you could absolutely see happening in a kind mm. of shoot magic world right but there's nothing with like uh, I don't know yeah like there's no like big sort of lumbering horror um, Frankenstein monster thing which isn't in the law at all um, however so that's about four pounds and you can get a random one you can't choose you can get a random one I've made my piece with that fine but then there were ones that you could choose and they were more than you'd pay for the game oh so about 30 quid or something like that and that's where people were like mm. so at that point again it's not pay to win you don't no, have to buy the cosmetic. thing but it's what you derive value yeah out of and for me that's too expensive Mm. I'd rather buy I don't know, more bank space, or if I had to pay that much money, I'd buy another character slot rather than yeah. just just a skin. Um, but so it, I think it's choosing that. Does, does somebody have any loot boxes or, or cosmetics? Currency, right? Buy? Yeah, there is. Uh, well, in-game currency in the entire economy is entirely in-game. Oh, oh right. but you can buy cosmetic items. Cosmetic items. I check, I said that right. Yeah. It sounded wrong. You, in my head. <laughs> uh, you can buy those outside mm-hmm. on their frontier store yeah. and then stick it in the game. And that's all about ship um, kits to make your ship look slightly different, okay. change its colouring, give it lighting. Yeah, I bought some blue uh, engine lighting. Oh yeah, for my trails. So that looks kind of cool. Cool. And How I much was will. That? It was. Uh, one or two quid. That's and pretty I, good, isn't it? I think the most expensive things on there are like seven quid, and they're mm-hmm. like the bobbleheads for your da- for your oh, right. dashboard, and they look great. That's cool. <laughs> they look really cool, and they might not even be that much. That might be, it might be that the bundles are more like seven ninety nine or something. Right, right nothing's right. hugely expensive. It's all completely cosmetic, yeah. and it's just a bit of fun. And every so often, like they have uh, recently, they'll release a skin. That's only available for a limited time, mm-hmm. like over the Christmas period. Yeah. If you want to buy it, go for it. And if you don't, then it might come back next year, but you know, don't hold your breath. Yeah, and yeah. That's cool. So those that they did buy it have something relatively unique, mm. yeah. which is cool. So that's great. It works. It works fine. Have you been playing it in VR? No, I haven't yet. I've. Here's the thing. So... <laughs> I'm not sure if they've stuck it on the PlayStation VR yet. I heard that they were going to, but during playtest, it ran terribly mm. in VR mm. on PlayStation. So that they were ditching it or just advising against it. Mm. They've certainly not put it on the box art. Right. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. On the Vive, I hear it's fantastic, but I've had to switch graphics cards with my dad. Right. Because his, his <laughs> graphics card started playing up uh-huh. and my graphics card works fine. So I've switched my graphics card for his and I've taken his back to mine and it's working well enough right. to where I can deal with it. Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, I've now, well, my dad's graphics card, which is now mine, is a GTX 770. So okay. it's that's okay. A few generations old now. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly fine for games. Can't handle VR. No. Yeah. The one I gave him is a um, uh, RX four a four eighty. Yeah, four eighty, mm-hmm. which is a very new card. It's a budget card. Yeah. About two hundred quid. 
but it's VR capable. I thought you had a 1060 or something. No, oh. no, I want one of the 10 series cards, and I will have to get one. I, <laughs> for VR. I, now I don't know anything about computers really, like you helped me set my computer up, but I have a, what do I have? 10... Now you have a 1060. Did you? 1060? I have a 1060. Ah, yeah. I have a 1060, yeah, which I was very pleased with. Your card can That'll walk circles, you. run circles, in fact, around mine. I have barely used it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to swap? Uh, <laughs> well, we bought... Yeah. Oh, God, that was a whole thing which we won't really go into, but basically the Steam Link, we were just trying to figure out how to... Yeah. If it was your card. And I think it was worth it anyway because that's future-proof that now. For yeah, ages. it's fine. And actually it turned out it was probably a mixture of a bit of your computer being laggy and just the plug that it needed to be in yeah to have a better connection and <laughs> maybe i'll pl- maybe i'll play around with like vr you and should, stuff like that but you should definitely do steaming more that should be a 2018 is that my t- 2018 you resolution you're gonna do that the whole of next Steam last Link. year well I'll, I'll finish all the games that i've got on playstation no. and then i'll get and then i'll get them. Have you actually had a chance to play around with the PSVR stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I picked up the PlayStation VR when they eventually came back mm-hmm. in stock. I wasn't there for the launch. Mm. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get it because of I have the Vive, and the Vive mm. cost like twice as much. Mm. <laughs> and also is running on more powerful hardware, it, yep. and it looks great, and it was great, and I had a whale of a time with it. Mm. Those ones, the Vive ones... Yeah. magical things to use mm. but people kept telling me how good this PlayStation VR was and I do like the idea of trophies on the PlayStation mm-hmm. and it was a relatively well priced unit and you know reviewing games and all that it's useful to have as much hardware as you can get your hands on yeah. so I eventually picked it up and it blew me away I think it's better than the Vive what? yeah and it's because they use um, I think it's an OLED screen in mm-hmm. the in the uh, PSVR and it's just crisper and yeah. there's no mm. there's none of those like almost pixel um shapes on the lens mm-hmm. which the Vive has so it's more mm. immersive better mm. picture the blacks look better did you have the first Vive or was it the second iteration of there's it? a second well like not Vive or, 2 but like oh. you know, there was a kind of older one and then you were talking about the dev kit oh yeah that was even worse dev- yeah <laughs> no, I, I have the consumer, anyway. so I guess version two. And uh, oh, you're right, the PS. The PS. The PSVR is a better. Though. Yeah, it's a better well, screen. Yeah, I think we came it's more we, comfortable. Did we go to yeah, yeah, the PSVR? Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. But I, I thought it was really, really good. Have you, have you continued to use it then? Yep. I don't know what it is with VR. I find it so mind blowing every time. Mm. I've played this game on PlayStation VR, which is essentially Breakout, but. The paddle is your head. <laughs> and the ball comes oh, right. at you and you've got to use your face to line up, hit this ball, and then if you headbutt the ball, you yeah. hit it harder. Oh. And it's such a simple game and it's so stupid. It and it's the greatest thing in the world. It's so much fun. <laughs> and I, can't, I just can't stop playing these PlayStation VR games. And because on PlayStation you're earning trophies as well... It's quite, it it's quite a compelling thing. Yeah. And it's just so much fun. The only thing that lets down the PlayStation VR is the move controllers, mm. which are just nowhere near as accurate as, oh, as really? you want. Yeah. Uh, that that's where the Vive just is on an entirely new level. Yeah. A well, different things level. like for me, tilt brush and that kind of mm. like modeling software, I couldn't do one. 
you just yes, no, you couldn't. But, and because it can't track you then when mm. it's away from the camera, because it's re- really relying on that camera for those controllers. Yeah, yeah. So if you turn your back, that's it. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't work for like room scale very well, but it works fine for sitting down for the most part. But the ones are still a bit dodgy. Yeah, yeah. If they could fix that problem, mm. they'd be it'd be magical. Well, it definitely looks like Sony's going to do more and more and more stuff with with VR because quite clearly they are they are just the leaders at the moment. In t- certainly in terms of like in terms of pushing it, pushing yeah. big projects like like I. I must admit, I don't, I don't really lean too much into VR at the moment. But whenever I, whenever I think about Oculus, I sort of think barely in the game anymore. Mm. Um, whenever I think of Vive, I think really cool tech projects, but I don't necessarily think of specific video games. Yeah. But when I think of video games and VR, I definitely think PSVR because it is just a. It, they're the spaces that I've had the most fun in video game experiences yeah like i've but you've not really tried i've tried bits and pieces of 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 vive and i've tried bits and pieces of psvr we we have had fun with it but i don't think of i don't think of vive i think of vive as a tilt brush machine Uh i think of vive as a really cool thing to play around with some indie experimental games Mm -hmm. but when i think of Games that I want that are big scale. Yeah. I definitely think of PSVR. But there still aren't really many. Aren't but there still like, aren't everyone's many. Everyone's still on the kind of the cusp of. But it definitely feels like Sony is funding more stuff. Yeah. It de- they're certainly with PS Plus. They are certainly pushing more and more stuff with PS Plus. Like every single month now, it's like and bonus VR game, mm-hmm. and it's like, and they're good but, looking games, which is great. But they are. There's a lot of party games and small games. I think we'll only really be able to tell when the big ones start coming out. So, like, I would really like to try Skyrim VR and see how it yeah. plays. I've heard it's really good. Good. Um, so I'd Fallout like to try it as well. Yeah. Fallout's on the Vive. Yeah. I'd, yeah. yeah. But it won't, it won't be on anything else for a while, if mm. not anything I have at a Vive, all. So that's it. Yeah. Um, well, when I get a new graphics card, <laughs> I might finally get to play it. Well, that's the thing. I would, if they are, if Skyrim and, v- and Fallout are good. And then it will make the buying the vibe worth it for me. I mean, it was it was worth it for a work thing anyway. But at the moment, I haven't right. picked it up again. But those are games that were standard, like quote unquote two D games that have then been given a VR treatment, and that's that's all fine. I'm, I'm okay with games that have been doing that. What I guess I'm waiting for is I want to see the first really big triple A proper video yeah. game that is built from the but, ground up to be VR. But that's going to be ages. They're still working out on how to do a game like that properly. So these these 2D, is, it's, like, it's almost like 3D moving to 4D, isn't yeah. it, really? Um, these games, how do you have a controller system where you're doing a bow and arrow and then a sword and how do you, like radial menus probably that you're, that you're mm. choosing between... How do you move forward without actually moving forward? How you know, do you stick someone in the same place and then have mm. a sort of like... I know there was supposed to be like a teleport option, which sounded yeah. horrible. It, it's nowhere um, near as bad as you might think. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. in your head, you think, oh, God, I don't really want to be jumping around. Because so, some, sometimes they call it the blink move, yeah. and others call it the lasso. Like, yeah. Because of the um, on-screen UI for that. And it, it works quite well, and it stops the motion sickness. That's if good. you're using a controller and moving whilst oh. sitting there and playing <laughs> VR, that can get a bit tricky. It's horrid. There's a PlayStation VR game, uh, Battle Zone, mm-hmm. 
which is amazing fun. Mm-hmm. You're a tank. <laughs> it's great. Already fun. Multiplayer fun. But you're driving the tank mm-hmm. and sitting in the tank and you're moving around and strafing and all that with a controller and whilst yeah. you're sitting there stationary in your living room yeah. and there's no um, feedback other than the controller vibrating and you start to feel a bit woozy. Yeah. Especially if you move your head and then you strafe. Yeah. I've done that with a game and think... my head felt like it was been split apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's why like cockpit games, i.e. driving games, flight sims, mm. space combat, they seem to work because generally it's always forward momentum. Yeah. There's very little sideways movement. Um, That's and in what fact, we did in South Hall, just sat at the desk. Yeah, Eve Valkyrie, for example, didn't feel motion sickness no. at all. Mm-hmm. But Battlezone played for about forty-five minutes, and I felt a bit iffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to try Skyrim. Yeah. I feel like that Looks would be me set for quite some time. If they weren't charging full price for it, <laughs> and I already own that game three times: three sixty, Xbox One, yeah, same. and PC. I can't afford to buy it Only again. Twice. <laughs> I can't they do did, it. They did that nice HD release uh, free, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. So my Steam way. version got upgraded, yeah. but I'd already bought it. Yeah, I'd already, I'd already played it <laughs> so, as well by then, like 130 yeah. hours. You're like, I don't really... Yeah. But so yeah. it is... Maybe it'll come on sale at some point. But, uh... The thing that really sold me that PlayStation VR as well was the first experience we three had mm. with it. Those multiplayer games so in a free game... And they were so well suited to multiplayer with a VR headset. Was that with the little playroom robots? Yeah. That, Those were cool. The cat and the and robots. The, and the voice monitor yeah. as well. One person on the VR and the other two on the TV. It was so much fun. Yeah. I really loved, actually, the cat. That was so great. So that, that experience where basically everybody else is a mouse and the cat is trying to catch the mice and the mice have to move very, very slowly... And, and then the... stop if the cat poses its little yeah. head up. And if you're and... in the VR headset, you can you're the cat, the cat aren't you? You see these little shadows. So you're you? in the, he- the the cat's head, yeah. and then if if you're looking at the TV screen because it's what's called second screen. So if you're looking at the TV screen, uh, you're one of the other people who's got, who's got a controller. Then you're the mice. And one of the things I really love is it's clearly a microphone somewhere mm. on the on the um, on the actual headset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when the cat player sticks their head out of the of the window uh, of the of the curtains peeks through and sees the mice mm. and laughs the cat laughs on screen as well yeah. but it's a high so pitched like, modular ha, ha, ha. Yeah. it comes out like ah. and, it, and it makes you laugh even more yeah, it's so and it is a really nice that's what i really and the like about the well, yeah that's yeah. what i really like about the second screen stuff yeah. because that's the thing to me that's always um been a bit worrying about where this VR multiplayer stuff is going along because none of the consoles at the moment are capable of running more than one headset and I also kind of find the idea of two people sat in like doing couch VR with two headsets on like I find that really odd but the second screen stuff where you're where everybody else is playing a tr- essentially a traditional 2D game um, as somebody else is having this cool VR experience I never felt like I was being left out no, they gave equal fun to both yeah. sides. And it was um, but it was also really interesting asymmetrical gameplay. Yeah. Yes. Like like there are things that you can do. And I guess again, like the Wii U had some of this stuff where it was like one person used the 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 TV screen, one person used the the solo screen that you had as the actual Wii U controller. Yeah. Um that kind of asymmetrical gameplay is actually quite it's really unique when you see that stuff and it's really 
interesting because it forces you to play in different ways, mm. which I really, yeah. really like. There's also the because that a lot of that is like movement and and control work that which you could do without the VR headset. But the one the Western one we had to describe somebody has to describe like the you're target. in this little saloon and so yeah, there's a target and you can't see it as the VR headset. So you literally have to rely on so clever that somebody is actually you know giving to you not through the game but out loud in the, in yeah, the living room. The ghost busting one where on <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> You can see the ghosts, yeah. mm. and then on the VR headset, you can't. Yeah, so you're you describing, like, right, left, yeah, shoot here, shoot the there. Yeah. He's right in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> it's things like great. that. That's that's using as much as they could really. But again, yeah. they're all still party games. Great, but they yeah. are still these small party games. So. That was staying in with Alex Briscom and me, Peter Willington, plus special guest Greg Giddens. If you'd like to see more of Greg's work in games journalism, video production, podcasting, and more, then visit thisisxbox.com and greggiddens.com. And you can follow him on at Greg Giddens on Twitter. Links to all of that stuff will be in the show notes. As always, a big thanks to you for downloading the podcast today. If you're not already doing so, then do please subscribe to us on whatever platform you're on right now. And if this one isn't working out for you, well, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and just about any other one you care to mention. Should you feel like leaving us a review on any of those as well, well, we really would appreciate it. And finally, from all of us, we hope you have a great start to your 2018, and thanks so much for listening.